All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mac. Hello everyone, welcome to the new episode of Infiltration File. I'm your host Roy. It's Saturday again. I remember every Saturday, 2 to 4 o'clock, we're going to have a new episode. We're streaming on Getter, NFSC TV, NFSC Speaks, and also LFA TV on Rumble. Welcome. Um, last For last two weeks, we didn't have a regular show because um, it's, it's Chinese Lunar New Year. And last week, we had a really fantastic um lunar new year uh, gala if you haven't checked it out please check it out watch the live stream uh, it's great production we had so many different um, interviews performances and you can find it on lfa tv too uh, we had a director's cut because we streamed for six hours and then we have a director cut cut uh, we, we have all these highlights um for two and a half hours it, it was streamed last saturday and also you can find it on NFSC Speaks. And also always I encourage you to follow us on Getter and Twitter. Um, you can scan the QR code in the uh, right bottom corner. Um, it's uh, direct you to, the, to our Twitter account and we put out all the different you know, materials, right? Articles, uh, short video clips, translated, um, subtitles with subtitles. And also we have uh, we have different teams managing, we have te different teams producing all these contents. And then I would say the most important we share last week and throughout um, uh, last week is the intelligence, right? Uh, this is the value, just like what I said on the um, gala event. I said, like, the, it shows that um, our value, our contribution, and the courage of our supporters and whistleblowers inside China right now working covertly for us they uh, are determined and they're courageous and they're capable because they have the intelligence inside the Chinese Communist Party. Military documents, military intelligence, and sometimes it's top secret, I would say most of the time, uh, because it's nobody, nobody ever talk about it when we talk about it. And most importantly, uh, it always get verified, just like what uh, John Fredericks and Wynne Dupree and um, and Steve uh, and and uh, Grant Stinchfield, uh, like what they said, we whatever we say, it, it happens afterwards. Why? It's not because we are like some some kind of prophet to you know predict the events or comment on any all of these political events or, or or being an expert a pundit. It's because we have the intelligence. It's because there there are people, there are whistleblowers inside the CCP whistleblowers, uh, giving us sharing this intelligence all the time. It got verified. Uh, we uh, very carefully translate them and share them with you guys. And last time uh, during the Spring Festival Gala, we have uh, very uh, respected guests uh, coming over. 
and one of them is uh, Lance, the host of the Big Mix show. And today he's gonna join us, and we're gonna have a recap on all the seven pieces of intelligence. We want to emphasize the importance of those intelligence and the danger of C that the CCP is posing, uh, especially regarding their uh, military plans. So um, let me bring up Lance. Welcome, welcome back to Infiltration Fell. It's it's a pleasure to have you on again. Yeah, Roy, thank you so very much. I'm excited to be here. It's great to be back with you guys. You know, we just saw you last weekend. Great event, Lunar New Year, incredible production. I, I, I've done a lot of big events and I could see how much work and effort you put into that event for yourselves and the Chinese people. It was great, we loved being there. So thanks again for having me back on. Well, thank you. Well, it was it was fantastic. I mean, especially like you give us the um, uh, just on, on TV, like live, you give us the um, the gift. And after, yeah, actually, yesterday we did uh, I did a live stream, live stream. I did an interview with one of our supporters mm -hmm. and she asked me, are you um, were you nervous when you <laughs> couldn't really open open the <laughs> open up the gift, <laughs> the, the wrappings? I said no. I enjoyed yeah. it because, like, uh, when I when I when I saw it before, like, I went on the stage, like, when I saw like George was holding that, I I knew it's kind of tough because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring a scissor or or a yeah. cutter or something. Yeah. I would I would have to use my hand, but it was it was great. It was great because it shows us yeah. uh, like like uh, what I said last time about the T-shirt George made. Um, because mm -hmm. this this is this is about like I think this is about about respect. This is about like putting your heart into it, and also I believe it's it's kind of kind of made in a rush, um, and delivered to you, and you brought it to, uh, to us. And the Chinese element on it, the the year of dragon, the 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 carved dra dragon on the on the plate, and also the 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 Chinese characters, the words like uh, taking down the CCP. Well, it, it was it was amazing. We we've never received something like this. So I want to really thank you and thank George uh, for this. It's it's a huge I appreciate it. It's a huge thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, thank you. Um, you know, we obviously we, it, there was a rush. It was definitely tricky because we had to get a hold of uh, the person that does that sort of work for us, and he he literally had just gotten back in town. So. Yeah, I'm happy you guys are excited about it. I'm excited to see the new studio. I know George wants to come up as soon as you get it done. That's an exciting step forward for the NFSC, I think, to have their own studio, own production, which I think is great. It's so important. We have the same thing. We have a studio in Denver, and, of course, we have the studio in New Jersey. But that's what makes your production the quality it is. But, man, uh, the event this weekend, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was watching. I don't know how many camera angles you guys had. <laughs> But there were a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, like we we have, I think we have four, uh, and we have a jib. I think the jib really uh, does a, a good job because, like that, when you have a jib, yeah. when you have like moving angles, and you can move all the way from top to to bottom and and close up, uh, give a really good close up at the end. So that's that's pretty neat. And uh, yeah, we used to have a production. We used to have a studio, uh, S3 uh, Columbus Circle and uh, also in Mawa, but now because of the legal issue and everything, we couldn't go there. Um, so, but yeah, we're gonna have another uh, studio soon. So I'm definitely gonna invite uh, George to come over, especially see like the, to, to verify that we have that plaque on, on our wall <laughs> in the studio. And also I'd like <laughs> to invite you whenever, yeah, whenever you're here, whenever you're in New York, you, you're, you're very much welcomed, you're very welcomed. 
to come to come to our studio. I appreciate that. And we can do some shows. We can we can chat and we can do some shows in uh, in person because it's always it's always uh, different. Just remember, um, I, I do a lot of yeah. online, you know, interviews, but it's always different, uh, like sitting there having a panel and uh, talk about like the issues we talk about. It's it's a different feeling. It's like the delivery is different. And I still remember uh, during that panel, we talked about uh, one piece of intelligence, right, which is mm -hmm. the oil, uh, the liquid mine that the CCP has. Mm -hmm. Later, we're going to uh, talk a little bit more about it. And but we have other we have other pieces of intelligence coming out throughout the event. Uh, I think Nico, Ava, Ayla, they all shared some intelligence. And then uh, yesterday I got everything translated. I, got, I don't know, not translated, but I got everything like gathered because we we already done this in English. But we gathered all these and then I kind of make sure like we we have everything and there's no mistake. And uh, also I want to hear your. Uh, analysis on those uh, on the intelligence and also i believe uh, it's 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 going to be the first time for our audience on rambo and getter uh, to hear this for the first time uh, because maybe not a, every one of you uh, watched the uh, the live stream especially watch the live stream from from the beginning to the end so i think this is a, a good opportunity for us to have a recap and then have a concentrated like segment to just talk about all these all the intelligence we shared and um, again, yeah, it's I it's agree. already already released it, already posted yesterday. I sent it to uh, to Lance, but we already posted on NFSC Speaks uh, Twitter account. Uh, if you want to see um, a text version of it, like like an article, you can go there. Um, and so let me go to the first one, uh, Lance. I don't have a picture of it. I think I have some pictures, but not for every piece of intelligence. But this one is very important. So we all heard like North Korea has been very aggressive recently especially at the from the beginning of this year uh, they have been launching the icbms they have been testing uh, nuclear tests and now like uh, north korea uh, has like successfully tested an, a, a type of uh, attack drone called underwater nuclear attack drone right and it is in response to the recent U.S. South Korea Japan joint military exercise in the Indo-Pacific, um, and it, it seems like North Korea has the know-how, has the technology, and we sh we exposed that this technology and that the underwater attack drone is from the CCP, and the technology is from the CCP. CCP stole has stolen this from the U.S. So basically, the te the technology underwater attack nuclear attack drone from the North Korea is the technology is from U.S. So the CCP stole the uh, U.S. technology and given this this to uh, North Korea, and North Korea uses to deter uh, U.S. and and South Korea. Um, and how did how did they get this? Did the CCP stole stolen this from the U.S. Uh, through through the threatening and coercion of the U.S. companies. So basically, the U.S. companies has those technologies, and then, uh, and then the CCP coerced them, threatened them, uh, and then just basically got the technology. So that's the CCP's uh, standard tactics for the past 20, 30 years. So that's also why, Lance, you see, it's it's so crucial to to first recognize this is happening, and this is happening all the time, right? And second. Um, the technological decoupling needs to happen faster. 
Do, do you agree with me? Yeah, this is difficult, obviously, because the U.S. Uh, government or the U.S. Navy's underwater attack drone program is still eyes only classified, you know, top secret clearance. There is very limited information out there. So the information being stolen at an early stage is incredibly damaging for an underwater UAV program like the U.S. Navy's. It doesn't surprise me the CCP is strong arming uh, corporate executives. We know that they they have been highly successful using honeypots, using spies, and getting those people close to important individuals, including our own U.S. government. So when I see that they've actually been able to grab a technology, I know this about the CCP that a lot of people don't recognize. They're, they have a program of hacking that is the most sophisticated program in the entire world, the CCP. They have entire, you know, uh, the, the huge uh, areas, and you know this, uh, that are actually all committed to nothing but programmers that are working on hacking uh, different corporate backends, U.S. government backends, anybody that opposes the CCP, they're at work constantly. So they've been highly successful at stealing information in the past. And the fact that they're disseminating it with North Korea and others really doesn't surprise me. You know, the key to the NFSC's information is that over the history of me being aware of the NFSC, which goes back to Miles, um, I, I've got to tell you that every time that you've come out with intelligence, uh, you have immediately put it out when you've when you've made sure that you verified the facts. And later on, we have determined that obviously through other sources that it, it's 100% true. The difficulty in good intelligence is once you identify good intelligence, it's the dissemination of it. You have to disseminate that information, and that's the difficulty that we have as investigative journalists. But I know this about the NFSC's uh, information and, their, and, the, and the stuff that they're putting out. I, to date, have never seen one story that didn't prove 100% true later on. I know many people like to talk, talk about it being conspiracy theory, but in the case of the NFSC, that is not the truth. Your intel has been incredibly accurate since the day you started putting it out, since actually the day that Miles started disseminating it and trying to help the world uh, uh, you know, take down the CCP. Yeah, thank you. And absolutely right. Um, uh, you're absolutely right, because we are so ahead of the curve. And we still remember Miles used to talk about, you mentioned like this technology is highly, it's top secret, it's like not, uh, it's classified and uh, there's no evidence, there's no document, there's no stories, there's no investigation, no way for people also to investigate in like deeper, deep, deeply mm. into this. Um, and from time to time, we have people like talking about it. Uh, for example, last time, like we had uh, John Mills. He 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 used to be the uh, director of DoD uh, for uh, cyber for cybersecurity, and he he uh, he he looked at the Google's project in 2005, 2006, or something, and then he re immediately recognized, oh, that's the technology CCP uh, might have stolen and to use in, uh, on the uh, spy balloons. Right, and then, but uh, th those information is very scarce, very like uh, rare, and you don't you don't really hear stories like that. You don't really have you don't really encounter people like John Mills, and then he have like firsthand experience, and they just tell you that. Uh, but Miles, if you look at this, like Miles talked about it two years ago, and he said um, for the first time, nobody ever talked about this. I'm I'm gonna review this to you. And it's uh, the, the CCP has already mastered this technology called unmanned submarine, or uh, like uh, and also unmanned vessels. 
there's the, under the water and then on the surface of water, like the two different kinds of, uh, two different kind of, uh, one is UUV and one is USV, right? And that time he was talking about like he, the, the CCP has been giving those technology, giving those arms to Saudi Arabia, right? Those two, two years ago, I still remember like it's two, 2022 and September. And also, he also talked about it in 2023, like February, just one month before he was arrested uh, by the FBI. And he talked about this, the, this critical information, I believe, because um, in 2022, he's been talking about, okay, the Xi Jinping has like, traveled to the Middle East and he visited uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, at that point, he, he had not uh, been traveling for like two, three years because of the COVID, because of he, he had a uh, huge concern about his personal safety and and his uh, global image has been like like declined a lot, and because he changed the constitution and he became the emperor, and he just basically suppressed uh, all the, the Chinese people too too much, uh, and and also he's so he's you know afraid of assassination, of course. Um, but he the first travel he made was to Middle East, was to Saudi Arabia, and he managed to. Um, to basically uh, have a deal with Saudi Arabia uh, to uh, so that Saudi Arabia can purchase weapons from the CCP with RMB and oil settlement. So uh, the reason why this is so dangerous is this is to especially the United States is because you like in the past United States been uh, selling arms and providing national securities to Saudi Arabia. That's why Saudi Arabia has respect respect the United States and. Uh, selling the, the oil to the United States, and then like you have, you also can keep the value of U.S. dollars. But now it's become China, Communist China, coming in, and um, that you know the CCP replaced this whole system, the petrodollar system, in less than 800 days. At that point, uh, I, I believe that in that live stream, Miles mentioned that uh, this uh, unmanned submarine thing, unmanned vehicle thing. Uh, this is gonna be a new t uh, technology, a new new weapon um, we've never seen before, and uh, now uh, we see we see North Korea is is using this. So and and, well, and the, also the, the future this, of the battlefield. The yeah. future of the battlefield is going to be unmanned vehicles, whether it's unmanned ground ground assault vehicles, whether it's going to be underwater or surface vehicles. Of course, obviously, aerial drones are already in high use. But the unmanned version of warfare, we've seen a lot of it getting tested out as of late in Ukraine. We've seen the blade drones and quite a few other uh, technologies that weren't we haven't seen before in, in warfare and in, in warfare up to date uh, any warfare that actually involved the United States. But I think as we move forward, obviously, the push is for unmanned vehicles, because at the end of the day, it's a more predictable way of, of uh, actually being in action in warfare. You know, when you when, there's always that unknown quandary, if you have an individual flying a plane, or if you have an individual in an APV, if you have an individual in a submarine, they have to perform at a high level, especially under stress in battlefield conditions. And that's unpredictable because war is unpredictable. So the predictability of AI, the predictability of unmanned, uh, obviously computer-driven uh, drones in any form, I think that's the future. So those technologies are the most important technologies in warfare when it comes to, in our case, the Department of Defense. But also it's obvious that China, the workaround is wait for somebody else to do the research and then steal the technology. 
the, the Chinese have been highly successful in stealing patents and trademarks and and actually, uh, you know, uh, using their hacker teams to invade lots of uh, corporate. So corporate technology, patent technology, they have they've you know, they've excelled for years and years and years in getting the end around. That way they don't have to commit their own resources. If they can steal the drone technology from the U.S. and then share it to their own benefit with Saudi Arabia, then that's the benefit, right? It's an unbelievable deal for them. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, Miles used to warn the whole world that once Xi Jinping, Xi, one of Xi Jinping's plan is to take over Middle East, and uh, so that they can first, like, for the first purpose is to have the cash because Middle East is the most, it's the richest region in the whole world, uh, right? The, the the oil there, the oil reserve there is just the it's, it's so huge, and now the uh, the currency, the U.S. dollar, is packed to uh, oil. And then that's also makes why the um, U.S. dollar is so powerful uh, to maintain the world power, to, to maintain the, the seven fleets and, and you know all these uh, military uh, you know resources. And Xi, the Xi Jinping's goal is to destroy that um, petrodollar system and to destroy U.S. dollar hmm. and um, and also replace U.S. dollar as uh, the, the yuan as RMB as the, the CCP's money and. Um, so that's why, like he he's he has this all these plans to take over. And remember, like not just Saudi Arabia, also UAE, UAE. Also, if you look at, of course, Iran and Syria. So now I see like over half of the um, of the Middle East, half the population is already uh, controlled by the CCP. Uh, even though like uh, country, even though like countries like UAE, like Saudi Arabia, they still like they have they're uh, high, heavily dependent on. CCP's uh, deals, so they want to deal. They want to ha have mm. deals with CCP. They want to do businesses with CCP. So um, mm. that's also a way of control. Um, and let let me go back to the to the intelligence about the um, the U the USV and the U UUVs. Mm. Uh, another thing I noticed, Lance, is that it is it is not usual like unmanned vehicles or or drones. It's nuclear drones. It's nuclear unmanned um, submarines, and you mentioned about like, I mean, like now there the new new technologies, new weaponry, new uh, ways of fighting a war. We've already seen that a lot, right? In uh, Ukraine, like you see different kinds of drones are implemented, and uh, in in Gaza, there are like uh, tunnels, there are paragliders. Like in now, like in even in the United States and in, in Taiwan, there there. CCP spy balloons uh, like flying over. So those are the things we never seen before, although we warned about it. Um, but you know, those when, when you when you look at like when you look look at what they're capable of, it's almost more uh, scary to me because it it's it's capable its capability is to carry the uh, bio weapons, chemical weapons, or nuclear even nuclear weapons, and. The CCP has been sharing the, those technology, the nuclear weapons, um, with North Korea, Iran, and even Russia. Okay, we talk about like sixty uh, percent military, like uh, weapon-grade uranium, directly given to uh, North Korea and Iran by the CCP. Right, because we, before we saw we saw like the, all the over the news that says like oh they they successfully. Uh, um, tested the um, the nuclear weapon, the uranium or whatever. It's all given by the CCP. They they do not have the ability to do it themselves, just like uh, what well, yeah. North Korea has yeah. been doing. 
launching the ICBM, the, even like CCP, CCP are doing this for them. Like if you if you look closely, like probably that's the the CCP operator sitting in their control center and do all the all the stuff. Well, the technology of the CCP is far advanced to all those other countries when it comes to bioweapons, nuclear weapons. Uh, there might be some comparisons that are equal footing when it comes to Russia, but definitely not when you talk about Iran as an example. So when you talk about, talk about nuclear technology, you talk about efficiency of payload, delivery systems, or any of that stuff, the, the CCP obviously excels. They put a tremendous amount of money into their military industrial complex. They're efficient in stealing good ideas. We know from inside sources that when Joe Biden left that cache of weapons and computers and everything else they left in Afghanistan to the tune of literally, you know, billions and billions of dollars, the numbers reported to the press weren't correct because we've heard the numbers quite a bit higher. We know that the Chinese were on the ground immediately waiting for the final pullout of the U.S. And then they were in there buying that technology, you know, so that they could actually study it. So that's the genius of the Chinese. They're willing to take the time to go on the ground, get the technology and do what they do. And, 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 I, and I have to say this, it doesn't surprise me that the coordination of the BRICS nations would be twofold. It's about destabilizing and taking down the U.S. petrodollar. That's step one. And step two would obviously be creating a dialogue of cooperation that gives you access to lots of information, whether it's technology of weapons, whether it's technology of uh, you know backbone internet hacking or otherwise, because if those if they're going to get together and they're going to form the currency bricks, which we know that's already in full swing, why wouldn't they also be working together to further destabilize the U.S. and also put themselves in a position of military uh, in, in superiority? That would be the plan, right? That's that's the the common goal. Roy, you're muted. Yeah. yeah. So an another yeah. another example, this is going to be the next piece of intelligence uh, we shared. Another example, a great example of stealing technology from the United States and compromising the U.S. Uh, US officials and um, giving them funds, giving them money, and then so that they can have deadly weapons targeted against not just American people, but also people from the world. Is the bio lab, right? We, we saw what happened with the Wuhan Institute of Biology. We saw the the general director of that uh, institute, uh, Wang Yanyi, and her relationship, a personal, sexual, and financial relationship with Anthony Fauci, right? They met multiple times in different cities in the United States, in in certain hotels, um, like. Oriental, Oriental Mandarin Hotel and Four Seasons in South Carolina, in uh, in Florida Palm Beach, and in uh, I think in California as well. We have a list of hotels where they met, and where they probably did some secret deal. But we we know for sure as a fact that Fauci Fauci has given the technology, the gain of function technology to the Wuhan Institute of Biology, and Fauci is given millions of dollars of funds, research funds, to the same institute, virology um, institute, so that they could ha ever have the capability to um, 
to make such dangerous virus and release upon the world. So, and now um, let's let's pull up picture number one. That's that's the thing I want to show you, which is really uh, scary. Not this not this one actually. I want to show another one. This one about the oil naval naval mine. But yes, uh, second one. Sorry. So CCP will build. 50 to 200 bioweapon lab in Middle Eastern Africa. Um, a couple of months ago in Phoenix, Arizona, TPUSA event, America Fest, we shared for the first time, we shared uh, one piece of intelligence that the CCP has already finished building 11 bio labs in Africa, in the Middle East, and in South America. Okay, this is what they've already done. They've already built 11 bio labs. And nobody's talking about it. Actually, in 2020, Lance, in 2020, when uh, Miles was on a boat with Steve Bannon, he, they, were, they were doing uh, uh, the uh, Steve Bannon's show called um, War Room Pandemic, I believe, at that point. And mm-hmm. Miles, for the first time, he exposed that CCP is building all these P3 and P4 labs. And even in Egypt, in Middle East, and even in Egypt, there's uh, CCP-made uh, bio labs. And a lot of those dictators, they feel it's well, Xi Jinping is such a clever man because he figured out this perfect, this cheap and effective way to control its own people and attack its rivals. Because it's so cheap and effective to disrupt the whole society. Just release one virus. Because that's at that point, the CCP has already con- has already have, you know, uh, over a thousand strains of, of different types of, of the same uh, yeah. category of virus. Yeah. And yeah, the, later, the modification uh, later of this, the, I was going to say yeah, go the modification and the sophistication of what the gain of function research is allowed is they're actually the the the, the actual uh, virality the, the the improvement of these viruses, which I clearly don't understand why anybody would want to do that. They're trying to make them more and more weaponized by making them more and more deadly. Fauci definitely perfected that. He's got a long history all the way back to the AIDS virus, which it's incredible when you think about what he's done and how these pandemics become pandemics. We know, we've discussed it, you and I, about the WEF and Disease X. Disease X is a major issue because they seem to be predictively telling us it's coming already. There seems to be planning on the side of the Department of uh, Defense along with other, uh, the WHO, the WEF, and other organizations about what this is going to be. There's been some recent reports of, you know, uh, some diseases we've never seen before, typhoid and others that are at an accelerated rate. It's not that we haven't seen them, but they've actually had gain-of-function research. They've been modified to become more deadly. And that's the danger, right, that, that Fauci and others are continuing to work with the Wuhan lab and many other facilities. Now you're talking about a tremendous amount of bio uh, labs around the world that are really bioweapons labs, just like what we found in Ukraine, it's dangerous. Because at the, at the same time, even though they think they have control of it, what if they don't have control? And with all this gain-of-function research, they create some pathogen that's so deadly that it affects the entire planet. Now, that's what make, leads me to the, 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 the thought. You've seen how many of these elites... Zuckerberg, Oprah Winfrey, Soros, uh, Jeff Bezos, they're all building these incredibly expensive, incredibly sophisticated underground bunkers. Now, what what do they know that you and I don't know? 
What do they know that maybe the CCP provided that information to the elites and celebrities? I don't know what happens in the backdoor discussions at Davos, Bilderberg Group, you know, Bohemian Grove. Where are those discussions with the elites? What do they know that we don't know? And what are they preparing to do to the people around the globe? That's what I'm trying to figure out, Roy. Yeah, absolutely. And also remember, uh, the virus, the virus, the pandemic is just the, the means. And vaccine is the objective. The objective here, we're going to talk mm. more about it after we share the uh, intelligence about the coordinated attack and uh, with with AI and everything. But we can we 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 touched on this before because like the the vaccine, like now the advancement of technology, the AI, and all these closed source technology, like the it's out of control for the swamp for the people who control who are at the top. Mm. And the WEF, the, the the party at Davos, right? And then they they have to jab everyone to keep the control. This, for example, first is to reduce the uh, population, the number of population to uh, remain stronger control, and second is to you know um, make sure it, it's coordinated with other technologies. We talk about like mRNA, we talk about like 5G, AI. Um, those those gonna be like coordinated. Right, like that also come back to your first question of why do they make so many variants? Why do they make so many strains? Because um, they they need they need to figure out like when to do what, when to like for example kill more people, when to have a very mild but very you know contagious situation, just like the last strain we saw for, for COVID. Uh, they have like for, I think the last one they have like almost everyone got it. Right, but it's it's pretty mild compared to the first one. So I believe it's for different purposes, right? For for example, one purpose would be okay, even like Miles mentioned, it's to kill like certain um, ethnic group people, right? For example, if you target white people, they can make a specific strain of COVID to to do that, and CCP actually have that heinous plan to like make those virus target targeting like di different races this is the most this is the most racist thing the most <laughs> heinous thing i've ever heard it's, it's, it's evil it's more evil than but, but there, you know there was a movie that was talking about having the ability to weaponize a viral product and make it target so for example if they got a sample of roy's dna from his barber let's say from a hair and now they could aerosol that mrna into that mrna viral component with this DNA accelerator that probably has to be facilitated, but maybe a nanobot or otherwise, they, it goes into the room and that allegedly, and this was from the movie, it allegedly it would target you through the, through the smell of you, knowing that that was you specifically and that you could be in a room and they could just kill that one individual. I believe that's the long-term plan is to be able to make targeted viral components. Because let's face it, if you could target specific individuals, you could aerosol an entire crowd and target whoever you wanted specifically in that crowd if you had samples. That could be why you look at the sources around the globe of companies that are collecting people's DNA. That's data. Data is where all the money's at, right? That, 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 that collection of data, your phone numbers, your cell numbers, well, now that includes your DNA, which is a frightening proposal. But when you talk about gain-of-function research, the entire globe should be up in arms because you try to do it in a controlled environment. That's what gain-of-function research is. Take a certain virus, and now you want to—you uh, want to improve the, you know, making it a much more lethal, you know, pathogen. They could easily lose control. I know that wasn't what happened with the first pandemic. I believe, like you said, it was a practice run. They wanted to practice how much compliance they could get. 
Look at what they did to the people of China, locking them into buildings, welding the doors shut. People didn't have any food. People couldn't take care of their pets. They wanted them to give up their pets, saying that the pets were potentially carriers of the virus, which wasn't true. It was so terrible to watch from our side of it, even in the fact that you saw them bagging up people that looked like they still might be alive. You know, we saw a lot of press coming out of China that was very disturbing. But I think the only reason we didn't have more of that in the U.S. is because of the amount of uh, guns we have on the street. We have 450 million legal weapons on the street, as I told you, and probably four and a half to five and a half trillion rounds of ammunition. You know, our government wants to get rid of that. That's their plan. They, they're continuing to attack the U.S. Constitution. But in the case of this, uh, something like this biolab situation that you guys are disclosing to the world, everybody should be worried. I don't care even if you're, you, you believe you're, you, you know, you're, you're getting you know, like Russia, that they actually feel like they can work with China. The bottom line is all it takes is one mistake, right? One mistake. And I often look at, you know, and this is a crazy thing, the number of zombie movies we see that are being produced. In its own way, it seems ridiculous, right, that there's that many of them. And sometimes I wonder, are they trying to send us a message? Are they trying to say something like this is going to happen? Uh, is that true? I have no idea. I know this. The insurance companies in the United States are having to redo all their mathematical modeling for insurance policies. That's for health insurance, life insurance, and otherwise. Because, and, and the only thing you can connect it to would be the pandemic and vaccinations. This suddenly died thing is skewing all the numbers. Turbo cancer is skewing all the numbers that they used to model their life insurance policies about. There are people, especially younger people, and oddly enough, it seems like a, a larger contingent of people on the left that took the vaccine and, and the lethality of it. You know, the, 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 it seems like the first vaccine might not have been the issue, but it seems when people take the second or any of the boosters is when something happens to them in their body. We've seen these blood clots that nobody can explain, these rubbery, worm-like, long blood clots that the, the mortuaries are pulling out of this, you know, the, uh, the, the dead in the mortuaries as they're embalming them, and they've never seen anything like that. You're seeing people go to bed, and they're fine, and they never wake back up having a stroke or a seizure, because obviously the clots are causing embolisms and other serious consequences. Myocarditis has gone up like a thousand percent in the United States, which for the, for the audience, it's a, it's a heart inflammation disease. Pericarditis, the same thing. I'm not a doctor, but I work with a lot of doctors. We get a lot of stories from doctors and it's downright frightening. And then you take, I don't know if you saw this interview yet. It, it, and I want to tell the audience, we're going to have him on on Monday. His name's Mike Benz. He's going to be on our show Monday. And if you didn't see the first interview with Tucker the other day with him, you need to watch this interview. It's going to be Monday night, 7 p.m. on the Big Mig Show on Getter, X, Rumble, but here's why, Roy, and I'm going to tell you how important it is. You need to go watch this interview on Tucker. He is talking about the censorship industrial complex and how sophisticated that is at all levels. Of course, in China, the VPN is common practice to use the VPN to get a signal to be watching a show that the CCP doesn't want you to watch, maybe like the NFSC's infiltration files. They don't want them to watch this show because they don't want them to talk about the truth of what's going on in the CCP. They want to keep the people in the dark, just like the U.S. But when you hear this Mike Benz talk about how sophisticated the censorship programs have become using the Aspen Institute, Graphica, the CIA, Department of Homeland Security, FBI, all these agencies that have been weaponized in the United States against the people, very similar 
to the early stages of communism uh, with CCP, because at the end of the day, the early stages are, you know, we're going through what I would call Marxism, fascism. We're looking at the way that they're manipulating and trying to control our 1A right. Now they want to take away 2A. It's to control the people. And then they have to do fear mongering. They did it with J6. When you listen to how sophisticated it becomes, it's, it, it's depressing. It's depressing because the dissemination of the information that the NFSC is putting out is so vitally important to the world, not just the US. They have to recognize what's really going on in China and what their real long-term plan, because China wants global domination. They might be focused on the US right now as their biggest opponent, but the truth of the matter is you and I both know that if the US was out of the way, then they would go after Russia or they would go after all of Europe. Their plan is global domination. And you can't fix that unless we unify against it. And that's the problem. The dissemination of what we're putting out is that the social media platforms, and that includes all of them, in one way or another seem to want to suppress the truth. And that's the difficulty we have. And they're working very closely with our government and many other governments, the European government, the European Union. Watch this interview that I'm talking about. You're going to be blown away. And if you don't have time, then come to a live interview on Monday with him. We're going to really be digging in on this. Yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely. I think uh, here I want to tell all of my audiences uh, across different platforms on Getter and Rumble, uh, please um, follow Big Michelle, George, and Lens that they put together really to share the truths. Uh, they're really dedicated into this, and we're going to have uh, more collaboration in the future. Uh, this is just the start. Like we, I'm going to start uh, inviting both of them to to my show. They've already been here uh once but um yeah because we found first of all like their understanding of lens your understanding and george your understanding of the world your understanding of the chinese people the relationship between the ccp and chinese and the work of nfsc the the, the words we've shared is on is on a different level your understanding is on a different level and uh i think you're you're close closer to the truth the core of the truth of, of this world how this world works and how can we achieve what all of us want, which is the eradication of the swamp, of the dark, dark force, of the global communists, mm -hmm. of the global communist rule. And we think with, with the right information, with the right methods, we can do it so easily because American people, Chinese people, especially now, you mentioned about the Dracanian um, uh, oppression, the uh, zero COVID policy happened in China for, for the past two, three years. It's uh, in a way uh, waking up so many Chinese people. Now, like so many Chinese people, they feel it's such it's such a personal thing for them to take down the CCP. Before they they, they probably think, okay, I have a job, I, I live my life. Um, it's a it's a dictatorship, but like they they can still make a living. But now, like they feel they they're just gonna Xi Jinping just gonna kill everyone, right? They're just gonna use those people like like a battery, and then after they're out of use, like like they just dump them, uh, not even as good as a slave. Uh, while in, in American history, because if you compare on multiple levels, uh, they do not have any rights, and they can they could die in any any moment. And the, the economy is going down like 200 million people. They they don't even have a right to become slave anymore because they they're out of job. They they do not have health care. They do not have uh, uh, they do not own anything because it's communism. And um, it's it's tragic. 
I think we can we can do this. Um, but Xi Jinping is planning to have a war against the United States. We mentioned about the the unmanned submarines, the the underwater drones. We mentioned about the bioweapons because nobody's talking about the CCP has the audacity to continue to to continue to build more labs, continue to develop more unrestricted you know weapons and giving them giving them to um, the terrorist groups. And and the and the you know well they're all the proxies of uh, you know Iran and, and and Russia of course but it's becoming more and more dangerous and more and more obvious. And Miles used to talk about like how what CCP's plan like basically they have four uh, they have four uh, aspects they have four focuses uh, to start a war against the United States right first. We talk about we talk about financial decoupling. Why? Because the U United States still investing in Communist China, right? As we speak, it still has like seven trillion dollars in China, and Xi Jinping is ready to confiscate those money, right? Once, um, for example, United States uh, figure out, oh, you're you're doing this to me. We're we're gonna stop this. We're gonna we're gonna decouple from you, and also even we're gonna uh, seize the funds, seize the illegal, uh, illegitimate, uh, you know, assets of those uh, communist uh, party members or high-ranking high officials, Xi Jinping is planning to confiscate all the investment and all the U.S. dollars, all, all, the, all the assets. That's seven to ten trillion dollars. That's the first, first thing they plan to do. Second, they're going to they're going to start a hot war, of course, use all these all the weapons we mentioned about. They're going to attack, for example, we, we saw the naval mine, the oil mine, like they uh, put on the surface of the uh, ocean uh, near the military base and ports of Japan, Taiwan, even the United States, right? So they're going to try to destroy all the U.S. bases, you know, uh, ports, aircraft carriers, right? Just like Pearl Harbor. That's the second thing they, they're going to do. They're going to use those cheap, effective, and uh, stealthy um, methods and weapon, weapons. And third, they're going to basically utilize the people they compromised, right? You mentioned about honeypots, BGY, you know, the people from Wall Street has been doing business, businesses forever with, uh, with the CCP communists, uh, the U.S. sellouts, the special interests. Right, they're gonna use them, and also use the, you mentioned uh, the executive orders and branches. They're gonna mm -hmm. use them to trigger financial crisis inside the United States. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine, like on on, the, on one hand, they confiscate all the assets, all the investment from seven trillion dollars. So that's devastating enough. And on the other hand, they're gonna activate all the sleeper cells all these sellouts in uh, in the United States. So that's why I say like it's 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 pretty dangerous. It's it's illegal, it's dangerous for looking at the pouring in uh, from the from the southern border but more in, more dangerous elements are inside the apparatus around the government in in Wall Street, the, the lobbyists, those people who can actually uh, have a huge impact and affect the uh, you know decisions the important decisions we make uh, in the financial markets, in the, in the executive branch, branches, uh, in the government, White House, of course, in Congress. And then it's it's so easy, it makes it so easy for the CCP, for Xi Jinping to um, trigger another layman moment, like 2008. And maybe worse, maybe even worse. You know, I, I've got to right? say, 
the strategy is is highly intelligent because you're creating a multi-front war within the United States by attacking the currency, by attacking the financial systems. We know there's sleeper cells. We've heard about safe houses throughout the United States that Chinese, uh, you know, military-age men are placed. We heard about the the bio lab right in California, the recent bio lab that seemed to have connections to the CCP. So, so the issue is, is, and I think you're spot on. This is a great technique by the the, the CCP to actually come after the U.S. In, in, in from multiple angles because it's hard to defend that case, right? If all of a sudden you have these uh, military-age Chinese in the U.S. and they're attacking our water supply, our energy supply, no matter what, we've already seen our food supply being attacked. We already know that the Chinese are buying up farmland and that, in fact, that's part of their strategy to put themselves in close proximity to military bases and military industrial locations like DARPA and other locations that it seems that they have some uh, close proximity to. It, it, it's definitely a plan. There's no doubt that they're on the move. That a, a test of our infrastructure was sending that one weather balloon in our direction. It should have been shot down before it enter, ever entered our airspace. We're not we're not reacting to the CCP the way the CCP is operating to us, and that's the problem right now through a weak administration. If 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 if, if I was example as president of the United States, that wouldn't happen. I, I would immediately shut down the borders. I would immediately start rounding up all the illegal immigrants. If I could figure out who was who, if not, I'd have to deport all of them. And I would make sure that the countries knew that was going to be a problem. And as far as the Chinese buying farmland, I wouldn't allow that. And if I got the idea from the NFSC or any other group, and assuming your information is always right, I would be working with you directly if I was president. Not that I ever will be, but if I was, the point would be, this is real intel that you could operate on. You could go in and start removing the $7 trillion and start de de detaching yourself. I would continue to buy gold and silver, and I would make sure I reduced our debt by pulling back troops from all over the globe. But we're in a multi-front war already. You can imagine in a weekend, our military industrial complex has been making a crazy amount of money on this just this event in Ukraine. But now here we are with Palestine and, and uh, Israel, and now we're talking about Iran. There's lots of issues going on because they, they, you know, they always say blood in the water, shark in the water. And what I mean by that is that people around the globe detect the weakness of the United States at this moment by a weak administration with a weak installed president. They know about the corruption. The Russians know that the uh, the election was stolen. The Chinese know that the election was stolen. Why? Probably because both of them in one way or another helped steal that election. I'm sure they didn't want Donald Trump in again. I can't imagine they would. Maybe 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 uh, Putin does. I don't know. But here's the point. We're already weakened. We've already depleted our military stockpile. So here we are. And now this is a great plan to come at us from multiple angles. My th thought is, and here's the question, and I'm going to give you this question, Roy. The NFSC has done such a credible job of getting this m information. What, you know, I'm surprised that the military organizations of the U.S., and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, aren't working closer with you to get ahead of this intel because you're disseminating it, you're giving them offers, and the truth is they should be acting on it. They should be taking this intel and thinking of the opposite plan. But instead, what I feel like is we're just sitting here waiting for the other shoe to fall. What kind of contact have you guys had? Tell me, have you had, have you had anybody that really wants to work with you, or is it just the same old, same old, the U.S. kind of not paying any attention? Well, sure, I, I believe so. I believe so. For example, um, if you look at uh, people, especially people in intelligence, 
and people uh, can uh, could uh, even like uh, retired uh, even they used to work in intelligence or used to work for example john mills i have to mention him again because like people like me he's very he, he's kind of like a rep he represents a lot of different people who has access to the um critical and top secret maybe uh, classified uh, military grade inf information uh, they instantaneously mm -hmm. understand right they, they understand right away it's so fast it's so fast to click for them but if other people like in other areas especially for example other people in, in media or they're just politicians or whatever i think it's kind of the understanding kind of different they're they ha they're in different level of understanding um for example if you look look at mike pompeo who was the uh, director of cia uh, who just uh, came out last month i think uh, testified about the uh, security or separate security uh, and the, the ccp threats on uh, in United States. I think I think he understands. I think he um, also learned a lot from the NFSC, I believe, because Miles used to say like he's um, he, he's really good. He's very supportive of Chinese people. He understands a lot. Um, one one reason why a lot of people like him respect us is because we we have the intelligence and and people like you, people like Mike Pompeo, people like um, uh, you know um, Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. They they understand the um, importance of the intelligence, and they, they understand how uh, how the things work and why those intelligence, how to use those intelligence. Uh, although, like there's there's other um, critical, more critical uh, elements as well. For example, um, two months ago when I was in Phoenix on stage, I said like we don't we don't want our intelligence to be misused or politicized because that's always happening. It's always happen happening in the past because miles used to provide tons of pieces of intelligence to, to the cia to the authorities to the intelligence communities in the u.s to the government but they've they've done really like um little um for example if you look at the spy balloon incidents um it's been it, it, it had been flowing in the united states for eight days and the authorities and the government, they knew. They knew at the very beginning that there was a CCP spy balloon flo floating above our, our soil. And they didn't even disclose this to the public. And at the end, how it got uh, busted is because like, well, there's, a, there's a civilian, there's an there's a individual like uh, working from a, for, for a media group and then he shoot a video or something and then he's sent to a, a media company or whatever or posted on social media, I don't know. But it's uh, completely irrele irrelevant uh, to, the, uh, to the intelligence community. And then that's how it and got that's, exposed. And that's really, and that's really important because it makes me suspicious, just like the case against Miles is. I'm suspicious of who's really behind it. Is the CCP influencing our government at such a high level that they're the ones making our government go after Miles? Because I looked at the case, I think it's a complete sham. I don't think there's any truth in any of it. But I look at the way they weaponize. Now, here's Miles on one hand, creating and providing an incredible service to the US government. You know, he's going to the CIA, he's providing to the NSA, he's giving real intel, verifiable, important operable intel 
like one of the one of the hardest things to get because intelligence collection, you know, whenever you're collecting intelligence or counterintelligence, it's a very complex program, right? You can identify what you want, but now you have to find a resource to get it. But here's the NFC, NFSC. They're a resource. They're working with the right agencies. They're trying to make a difference. And then the, the SEC and the DOJ trump up some case against Mile. Even, and I'm not saying there is any truth. Even if there was any truth, you would think the service that Miles was providing and is providing to the U.S. government through the NFSC, through all his resources, that would be enough that nothing else should matter, in my opinion. Now, that being said, I don't believe he's guilty at all. I believe this is just a case of the DOJ being weaponized at the highest levels of our government, at the highest levels of corruption. And I believe what we're seeing here is influence so influence peddling or bribes or extortion, the CCP is working with people inside of our government, and they're the ones that weaponized our judicial system against Miles Guo. Now, that's my opinion. I'm not an expert, but that's what I believe. And I believe our government at this point, at any level, on e any party, they cannot be trusted because they are not for we the people here in the United States. They're violating their charters. They're violating their obligation to the American people. And when you start weaponizing the DOJ against Donald Trump, against Miles Guo, against Roger Stone, against Mike Flynn, and you see what's going on, you realize how out of control they really are. And you can see their intent. And all I know is I still can't figure out why the governor of California, Governor Newsom, would be in a meeting with the CCP when he's a governor. In my opinion, that never should have happened. That in itself seems nefarious, which that connection of Newsom to Pelosi, obviously we know the relationship of those two, that you know it's a family relationship. It even becomes more dangerous because she sec was Secretary of State, right? She was Speaker of the House. I mean, not Secretary of State, Speaker of the House. My point is, it, that all that stuff, if it was just one thing, it wouldn't seem suspicious. But now you start adding all that up, I think they should free Miles Guo. I think they should drop the charges. I think it's a big sham. And I think he's providing a service to the American people that is so important that nothing else should matter except that service that he's providing to the American people should. Yes, thank you, Lance. And also, I believe uh, he's he will be proven innocent, not guilty, uh, coming up May 20th uh, is his trial. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But... Um, yeah, uh, Miles. Miles been providing such huge amount of intelligence and, and services to the United States, and uh, one one of reason one of the reasons why we're doing what we do right now, right? Build a brand, building a brand, uh, doing live streams, like making you you know building our social media accounts together. Um, on we were on X and on Rumble because we we do not trust that like the, the authority uh, anymore, uh, especially with the intelligence we have, because we have huge respect, especially, especially like at least personally, I have, I have huge respect to the people who brought this intelligence because we understand, they understand they're risking their lives. And there were incidents, for example, I don't know if you heard of like there, are, they, they say it was CIA um, assets in China. There were over, I think 63, Assets were like people, individuals were executed in China after they found out. But I believe uh, some of them, or even if not all, they're they're support, they're whistleblowers. They're uh, they're affiliated with an FSC. Uh, but I don't have the details. But uh, one of the lawyers from uh, our 
from 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 the Himalaya Alliance. Uh, he 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 talked about, he talked about it like several several days ago. One woman were executed while she was pregnant, just because she uh, they she and uh, CCP found out like she she's providing intelligence to to the U.S. And you can you can feel the weight of of this. So we're we're talking all these uh, like intelligence. We're talking the military plans and the bases and their. Uh, you you saw the uh, Lance. You saw the uh, documents. Uh, we have all the documents under our uh, official website NFIC official slash military and intelligence. Uh, but if you think about like the story behind it, if you think about the the um, the chance that they could get killed, they could get executed or throw thrown into jail and disappeared. Um, it's it's something it, it's something like uh, bring me a lot of uh, I, I have to shoulder the responsibility of uh, you know spread this and and d describe it and, and communicate this in in uh, in good accuracy and responsibly and also um, we need a right target and audience and then we found like the best audience it's not the authorities. It's not the government officials, not the people from FBI and CIA. It's the American public. It's American people. It's the American patriots. Yeah, they're not stupid. They're not. They're not stupid. They're not arrogant. They're. They're just. They. They are just. They just need the knowledge. They just need the information. After they got the right information, they have the intelligence. They're smart enough to make their own decisions. We've seen this before. We've seen this from 2020, from 2017 through 2020 uh, election, and then until now, we see how smart and how righteous the american people is it's it's incredible and then we have huge confidence the in the public the importance of what you're saying right now what 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 and people have to realize this both of our governments don't want the chinese people and the american people to unify they don't want that because we're talking about a massive population in the case of the U.S., an incredibly, you know, weaponized population. Our population is armed to the teeth. We have probably more weapons than any other country in the in, in the world. In fact, we have more weapons than our own military in the hands of normal public here. And that doesn't include things like Class Three uh, licenses, Class Two destructive licenses. That allows you in the United States to have machine guns, silencers and explosive devices. There are many people around the United States that have those licenses and blasting permits as an example. So, but here's the deal, the Chinese people, that unification through knowledge and through interaction, what our people need to realize is the information you guys are putting out is so incredibly important, but it's so dangerous for the people that are obtaining this information. We don't know who's even been executed. That's a frightening story you just told. These are real life consequences. To put out that story about the liquid oil mines, that's important intel for our Navy. Our US Navy should know about it. I made some reach outs and tried to get it in front of the right people. I don't know if it'll make any difference. I hope it does, because I wanna save lives in Taiwan. I wanna save lives here in the US. It's obviously important information that I don't think has ever been disclosed before, in my opinion, as is so much of the other information you provided here. Um, but my point is, this: the, the people that got this, they put their lives on the line. They're trying to change the world and people need to treat it like that. That, that. And in my opinion, the disrespectful nature of what the US government, I don't care whether it's the congressional members or our intelligence agencies, that they're not working more closely with the NFSC and making sure the American people know that. But I think it's part of that divisional rhetoric. They can't afford for the US people to realize 
that that when they always say CCP, CCP, they try to make it seem like all the Chinese are CCP. That's the way I was raised. That's the way with the Americans. And the American public has to identify that there are the Chinese people and they are not CCP. They don't support their government, much like the conservatives, constitutionalists, and nonpartisans here that we don't like what's going on in government. I think the liberals are waking up. I hope they wake up more. But at the end of the day, we're identifying the suppression and a tyrannical government, right? It's what our founders and framers warned us of. But if they, if we ever get fully unified, the Chinese people and the American people, these governments have a serious problem. They have a serious problem because yeah. with that unification comes knowledge and power. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of time, American people, American audience, asking us like what they can do, uh, right? A lot of people. I, that's this is what I feel I was, I was so uh, happy and uh, to see and so uh, grateful for because uh, like the ninety nine percent of American people, they're so kind, like they're so uh, compassionate, and also they they want to do something, not out of their own interest, but you know, for, for other people's good, for the, for, for the good of the na nation and for the good of the United States and their own community and their, their future, like the future of their children, right? The future of this country. And then always they ask about like what, what, what they can do. Like we always say, okay, you, first you can do, first, first you can spread, spread our words. You can build, build this gap. As, like you said, um, once we build this gap, once, once we unify, uh, American people, because the elites always want division, right? They want to divide the black and white. They want to divide different, you know, races. They want to divide um, China and and, um, and America. But all the deplorables, grassroots. We're all grassroots, right? And uh, once we're united, it's 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 going to be so easy to to push push those elites, push those congressional members. I'm not talking about like they they're evil. They're evil in nature. No, it's just the system itself like enable them. To serve, to not to serve their own interest, not to serve American people's interests, but their own. But at the end, United States is still a democracy. Still, like the people has the power. The people has the power to push for the change, right? And uh, I think one thing is to spread the word. The second thing is to uh, really um, call, push, you know, take actions, you know, to you know, push those legislators, push push those government officials and uh, congressional members to really decouple from the CCP, right? We, we don't, like I said, we don't ask United States or we're not, we don't, we're not asking our American people, like our American people's children to go to war with China or with the CCP or go to a battlefield and die for, for other nations' war. Just stop supporting them. Just decouple from them. Just take back the money, take back the $7 trillion, which originally belonged to, to, the, to the people. Right, the government never generate any one penny of wealth, one penny of value. Like they all belong to American people, and just get it back, get it, get the money back, get the investment back, and invest, invest maybe locally or whatever. Like people have have the authority to decide how to use their money, and also their technology, because American people, they're they're smart and innovative because of the, like they they enjoy democracy and rule of law for such a long time, and that's inspired. This has the uh, it's become a generator for innovation and all the technology we saw for the for the last century was was amazing and we cannot let the ccp continue to steal them it's not just about the the um the five uh, 500 billion dollar ip threat right that alone is, is a huge this is a huge deal but it's about like shooting ourselves in, in the foot it's about like they they steal the uh, technology steal the money and give them to 
to the CCP proxies and lapdogs and give a, a fraction, a, a small fraction to the sellouts inside the United States, right? Compromise them. It's very cheap. It's very effective. Just just compromise compromise them. Uh, use honeypot or money, and then uh, give a huge amount of money to. Um, terrorist groups and to attack United States to destroy the petrodollar system and to um, support terrorists against uh, American people and you know American allies. So that's the thing. Uh, that's the practical practical things uh, we can all all of us can do. And uh, if enough people do it, I think it's it can be stopped. We, we will win this. And uh, before uh, I let you uh, comment on this, Lance, uh, I want to play two videos. Uh, those are those are the videos from I think congressional hearings about decoupling from the CCP. So uh, let's okay. play. Let's see. Yeah, let's let's do video three and video four, and then we'll come back. We'll share more. I think we have two more pieces for intelligence. Rather, no, I'd no. rather decouple from China, and I'd rather have it done like right now. Look, every single dollar that we send to China enhances their economy and enhances their military and enhance, enhances their view of they want to dominate the, the world. I don't, you know, we have to, you know, look China straight in the eye and say, what are your intentions? Well, they've told us what their intentions are, to dominate economically the world and to dominate militarily the world yeah. and a new world order, uh, which the United States, I don't think, is going to be part of that new world order. And so, yeah, I think it's time that we start to decouple from China. Easier said than done, I know, but in a perfect world, I wouldn't be sending a dime to China. It's astonishing that this has been going on. Looking into this report of the three billion in the investments that the committee mm -hmm. identified, one third of the venture firms' investments went into ByteDance. That's the parent company of TikTok that. Congress hasn't been able to ban in the United States. This is civil military fusion that goes right into China's military. Right. I was very disturbed when I saw the findings uh, that the Select Committee has put out. You know, when the United States is in a fierce technology competition with the Chinese Communist Party, uh, we need to be more vigilant in making sure that we have a tight control and expert controls. Yet, American firms are being more complicit. As you heard from the uh, reporter earlier, uh, these are the companies that are even utilizing the uh, you know, uh, chip uh, forced labor, the Uyghur population in Xinjiang province, and they're even profiting even uh, by investing in it. And so we are, we know there is a lot of human rights abuses going on by Chinese uh, government, the CCP, uh, the human rights abuses against its own people. But let's be really clear, we are failing to control exports of sensitive technologies to China. And so we need to be uh, taking more, a stronger action and we must work with our allies and partners, too, because we cannot just stop CCP on our own. After watching this, what, what is your thought, Thanks. I mean, it, it's 100 percent accurate. Uh, you know, it's always difficult the United States has, has made a big mistake in reducing their manufacturing uh, because they've, they've allowed costs to escalate for manufacturers where everything has to be outsourced. 
you see how many businesses have been outsourced to Mexico, as an example, manufacturing businesses. And the same holds true for China. China has excelled in manufacturing. They've done an incredible job. I mean, you, you've seen the expansion through Alibaba, Temu, which I believe is CCB controlled, uh, AliExpress. You look at these businesses, these online businesses, and you look at that process, and 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 that's the, the that's the the chain of commerce right from the importation of goods directly to uh, the end users through a company like Amazon. The expansion and the majority of the products come out of Asia and or China, and that's obviously very very concerning. And then you look at the connection between our financial institutions on Wall Street. Like you said a little while ago, I don't know how many of them had money in, uh, invested in Evergreen, Evergrande, but we know that that's done, right? That they're they're over with, and there's many other commercial institutions, real estate institutions in China that are teetering on insolvency. You gave me some great information uh, at the uh, Lunar New Year event when we discussed the uh, the economic crisis that's really going on in the CCP. That they've loaned trillions of dollars at the state level, and those states are defaulting on those documents. We're seeing uh, lots of corporations defaulting. I don't know what the true nature of the insolvency or the potential for a financial meltdown in China is, but it doesn't surprise me that they'd want to take the seven trillion, that they would want to seize it. So that connection all the way through consumer goods, right to our highest levels of finance uh, and banking, world banking, no doubt about it, it's too incestuous. Especially, it would be different if it was the NFSC running the government in China and, and Donald Trump was here. We would probably have a relationship based on trust because neither one of us think that a global war is beneficial. You know, the nuclear uh, deterrent is one of the biggest changers, right, that we don't want somebody crazy to get in charge of it. Uh, but, you know, that's the complication. The U.S. does need to decouple. We be, need to become more focused internally, get our manufacturing back online because my big fear goes even beyond a step further than what you just said, is Taiwan. Taiwan produces 90% of the world's semiconductors. It's clear what China's agenda is. They have a plan, whether it's this week, next week, a month from now, six months from now, a year, they're willing to take their time to do it. They want to take over Taiwan. And at that case, the semiconductor world is going to be flipped on its head and that's going to affect everything from car manufacturers, computer manufacturers, uh, you know, military industrial complex, pharmaceutical, because so much of those uh, uh, semiconductors are used in every product you could possibly think of, even your coffee maker at home. Uh, so my big concern is it goes even past the scope. So if we don't make some dramatic changes, I think this goes along with the plan you gave me. It's part of the multi-front war, right? If all of a sudden they cut off the stream of goods... Sure, lots of businesses are going to fail and it's going to cause more of the economic meltdown. So if tomorrow China closed all the ports in China, how many businesses in the United States are directly impacted? So that, I believe, is part of their, their long-term war strategy. Shut off the ports, make the ports dangerous with the oil mines, use the military-aged Chinese throughout the U.S. to attack our water supplies, attack our energy sources, and, and create general chaos we get chaos from that end. Of course, at the same time, BRICS is initiating. They go after, they try to destabilize the petrodollar. They've now already damaged our food supplies and food resources. They're controlling farmland. And of course, our food production facilities have been under attack for the last year and a half. I believe it's an organized, fomented plan. I don't think it's, I don't think it's just 
you know, oh, oh gosh, this is a big coincidence. How many chicken plants, processing plants are going to burn down or eggplants or meat plants, but it's going on and on and on, right? And then you've got this push for, uh, by the WEF, we're talking about a pandemic. So imagine a scenario where the military age Chinese are triggered here, the CCP, the pandemic of disease X is triggered. Now they cut off the manufacturing supply and then all of a sudden they seize the 7 trillion. Here comes BRICS. I mean, it's a non-kinetic, it's non-kinetic warfare at its best. That's the plan, in my opinion, because obviously if the CCP really wants to take over the U.S., if that's part of their big picture, well, then, of course, they want to cause as, as they don't want to cause a crazy amount of damage. They don't want to use nuclear weapons. They'd be destroying what they want. So at the end of the day, this non-kinetic warfare that you're describing, I believe, is spot on. Yeah, like we, we talk about multi-front, uh, you know, um, coordinated attacks. And uh, basically, it's just a, this is a part of the unrestricted warfare plan. Uh, that uh, the CCP has this blueprint for over 25 years. Because the book published on Warfare um, is in 1999. Um, after Gulf War, the CCP, the, the generals, they, they found, oh, uh, it's, it's so hard to win a war uh, against the United States in a kinetic war, in a hot war. So why don't we figure out a, a new way, a cheap way, a, a more... Um, you know, comprehensively uh, coordinated way, coordinated way to to compromise and undermine the United States and and at the end replace it. So we have last piece of intelligence. Let's uh, put on pic picture number four. Um, this is about uh, this is a new like high tech coordinated attack the CCP has. Again, the technology is from uh, let's see if we can um, make it bigger a little bit if not it's fine i can i can just read it um you can see like you see in the picture like all these satellites and, and in, like the water the the bases and everything so this is an illustration of ccp's ability in space satellite nuclear strikes okay and the chinese communist party has mastered the pre-launch detection uh, missile defense system. Okay, and this is the same technology that's used in the U.S. self-defense strikes targeting the Houthi, Houthi cruise missiles in Yemen with a coordination of satellite and AI. Okay, and CCP's missile defense uh, system is equipped with uh, advanced chips to accurately detect targets, right? Those targets include, you know, missiles from United States, Japan, and Taiwan. You know, and a devastating strike can be completed before the target missile is launched. And the CCP is currently in the R&D process for countermeasures to the missile defense technology mentioned above, and including satellite electronic uh, countermeasures and has conducted tests in Shalaz base in Dunhuang, Gansu. Uh, that's, a, that's Gansu is a province in China, right? And the CCP has established a joint command center for space satellite nu nuclear strikes with coordinated interactions between the CCP covert military bases around the world and the PLA rocket force command center in Kashgar. We mentioned before we shared that this uh, um, PLA uh, rocket force uh, is the single most important force troop um, when the war uh, comes with Taiwan. 
And also uh, mentioned about Taiwan, like we we also share another piece of intelligence in the uh, event. Um, the CCP has uh, CCP's three command center bases for the war against Taiwan is already activated. Right, the CCP used three bases. Yeah, first is Huawei Beijing Research Institute. Right, Huawei, the first one. Second is Xiangshan, uh, uh, and third is uh, Fenghuali. So those are the command centers for Taiwan Street War, and has been, and they have been fully put into use, fully activated, deployed. Okay, and the CCP has conducted numerous simulated attacks and war tests, mainly three-dimensional sea, air, and ground attacks and electronic jamming of the war of against Taiwan. So those those are the two other pieces of intelligence for the coordinated attack. And you know, and strategically you think about what you just described, that's that's a really, really dangerous coordination of different assets. And the plan against Taiwan, I am sure they have modeled it over and over and over again, especially with AI, it's probably enabled them to tweak the attack whether it's on their infrastructure, whether it's on the balloons or the drones you described, whether it's shutting down the ports, because let's suppose, let's face it, in in a in a kinetic battle or a kinetic fight, you're going to have to have supply chain, you're going to have to have fuel, you're going to have to have reloading of weapons, you're going to need ammunition, you're going to need medical supplies. If they shut down the ports, the only thing that leaves us with would be airdrops, right? Whether or not you're going to bring in aircraft C-130s or otherwise. It's a very complicated model. And now you're talking about predictive modeling on strike systems, right? That they, they figured out this, this, uh, this coordinated targeting system. They've got a way to defend it. They've got a way to know that these anti-missile and satellite nuclear strike systems, that they know they're preemptively preparing for a strike and then they can shut it down or be defense, defended against. When you start taking those tools, if you look at them singly, they don't sound too dangerous. But when you start to combine everything you've just described, the oil mines, the CCP's anti-missile and satellite nuclear strike systems, supply chain questioning through UAVs, whether they're underwater surface USVs and or balloons, you know, with the potential of bioweapons, the potential of, of any kind of other contaminants. And of course, we also know the CCP have EMP. We also know that they have laser systems that are very sophisticated, hypersonic ability that some of the other countries don't seem to have achieved yet. I think the US may have it. I think they're acting like they don't, but I think they have it. I think it's all a bluff. I think we've had hypersonic systems for quite some time. We just They just are trying to portray to the world we don't have them. We also have much more sophisticated systems that the world doesn't know about. The, the, the idea is, though, what they're doing, and now remember, the supply chain from the U.S. to Taiwan, whether it's uh, air support, ground support, it becomes very complicated if the, wa the waters are not safe to, to transverse. So all the, all the military bases around Taiwan that might have been able to provide assistance, U.S. military bases, with what you're describing is a real problem because they're cutting us off from being able to get to Taiwan and bring them any necessary if there's a kinetic war that gets triggered. And I believe it's imminent. I believe China wants it very badly, but they're trying to wait to see what's going to happen because they probably know how corrupted our, our government is. And I think they're standing on the sidelines to see how much more fallout happens in the U.S. and how much more preparation they can get through before they start. Yeah, exactly. 
and this is very dangerous. We believe it's imminent. Miles and NFSE, we have been warning about this for years, right? Uh, different plans and different, you know, also election meddling. Uh, now we see there's uh, this CCP lapdog um, taking control of the legislature again, which is the Taiwanese um, Congress in Taiwan just a couple of weeks ago, uh, which is not a good sign. And also with, with our intelligence, all these um, activities, all these simulated attacks, uh, simulated you know, modeling um, and the um, advanced technology they're putting in place, they're, they're deploying, uh, we, we, we can see that uh, Xi Jinping is going to make his move uh, very soon, maybe just in months mm-hmm. later this year. And um, last question, then, so we're, we're running late, but last question. Um, you, you have your own show, The Big Mix Show, and you have very important uh, in, uh, interviews coming up uh, next week, uh, next Monday. So how, how do people watch? How yeah, do people we- follow you? Yeah, so to, to find us, the, the interview on Monday is Mike Benz. He was just on Tucker Carlson. We're going to be discussing lots of information that has to do with the infrastructure and how this op- operation of suppression and censoring is happening, uh, you know, obviously in big tech and on social media. But if you want to find us, uh, The Big Mig Show, you can watch us live on the stream over at X. That's on The Big Mig Show, Lance Meliacho, and of course, my co-host, George Valentin. And then if you want to watch us on Rumble, you can find the Big MIG on Rumble very easily. We've got uh, 20 different languages we're translated into for the Chinese listeners and subscribers. We also have a closed caption, simplified Chinese version. You can find that channel if you look around on our, our, on our account there. Uh, and there's many other languages. We're also in 20 languages on YouTube. But of course, we're careful on YouTube because of the suppression. If we start to talk about pandemic or vaccine, they shut us off and we get another strike. Who knows? So, we, so we don't, we're not on there as regularly as we, we would normally be if it wasn't for that. You can find us on X, True Social, Getter, of course. We have many Chinese followers, but we're always looking for more. We obviously love the Chinese people, and we want to look, figure out how we can unify this country. So uh, you can uh, you can get us on all social media. Find us there. We love the support. Take our short-form content, our long-form tom- content, share it, because I believe the globe has to unify against these tyrannical governments wherever they're located. We have to get together and and, and do the right thing as a people, because we don't need the corruption and the underhanded uh, governments like the CCP and the U.S. government doing what they're doing to our people. Great, awesome! Thank you so much. Really looking forward to your interview on Monday. I'm looking forward to the future shows. And thank you, Lance, for coming up and adding your knowledge. To I appreciate all of this. it. We we appreciate thank you, you so guys. Much. And let me say this last thing: free Miles Guo, free Miles Guo, <laughs> free Miles Guo. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Lance. I'll see you next thank time. You. Have a good weekend to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. up for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. 
Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound. Brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee. Make your mornings great again. Welcome to the next generation of warfare. Psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide. The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now. 